0: namaste everyone and welcome to another edition of the hindu pods review of the ramanan Sagar ramayana and this is episode number three hi my name is pradeep and i am the dad
1: my name is vishala and i'm the daughter
0: and uh, we have something new this week vishala what what is it
1: we have a new website
0: Yep, we have a brand new website just came online today. It's thehindupod.com. That's thehindupod.com. Right now, it's just a web page, but you can go on there and find links to the different uh, episodes, the different services that we're on, and there's even a small bio of myself and of Vishala. So please go on and check that out. That's thehindupod.com. So we have a little bit of feedback and the very first one, I love this one, uh, this gentleman said, hey man, what's your name? And I went back and listened to the intros that we had so far. And sure enough, I do apologize. I have not been giving my name. My name is Pradeep and uh, her name is? Vishala. Her name is Vishala. Very good. And uh, so from now on, We will uh, be introducing ourselves at the beginning of every episode. We have another listener that wrote, Please give some more information on Guru Vashishta. He keeps coming up and we are hearing of his greatness, but we don't know why he's great. We are working on that. I have been uh, trying to put together an episode just solely on Guru Vashishta, and that should be hitting shortly. I can't give you a date as but that will be coming soon. I just want to say thank you guys for all your kind words, uh, your words of encouragement, all your attaboys. But you know what really makes an impact and what really helps us out is if you take those reviews and you put them on to the service of your choice. If you can review us if you can rate us if you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, amazon music spotify wherever you listen uh that's what really gets picked up and that is what helps us to get heard so if you can do that we would really appreciate that so vishala what is the title of this episode
1: continuing gurukul
0: and what's the imdb description
1: continuation of education in Gurukul, Vedanta, invocating praises to Lord Shiva, culmination of education in Gurukul.
0: And this has a whopping rating of nine stars out of 10. The original air date was February 1st, 1987. And Vishala, where can people find this episode of The Remind?
1: YouTube.
0: Yep, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, We're going to be posting a link on the show notes. And soon what we'll do also is we'll start posting these individual episodes on our website together with a short um, condensed version of our review on there. So you can check out our site for that. Um, That site's going to be growing. So keep checking back. Uh, Vishala, what's your overall thoughts on this episode?
1: Um... There was a lot of information to take in, so it was hard for me to understand. Like I had to watch it over like two or three times to like get a better understanding of it, but it it was a little hard to understand.
0: Yeah, you know what? There was a lot in this one. I agree with you 100%. Um, this is one of those episodes that it would benefit greatly to go back and watch it 3 4 times there is a lot of very high philosophy in this and the amazing thing about what's being said it's all applicable to us today the lessons that are being taught uh, it's very very pertinent to today's life so do that if you have the time go back and watch it a couple times and I'm guaranteeing you every time you go back you're going to see something different that you missed so vishala why don't you go ahead and uh, get us started and uh, i will join in when i can
1: okay so we start off the episode where we left off and last episode where they made it to the group cool and they were going around they were doing their work and um it shows the last few scenes of the last episode where they were sweeping and Guruma was singing
0: yeah but before we get to that um it really opens up with the four boys and they have this plow in their hand they have this pickaxe and they're plowing the ground I don't know if you saw the soundtrack, what he was talking about, and I wrote down the meaning of it. It says, the discipline of the hermitage is such that all will learn to be equal. So what it's showing you is that these princes, these uh, people that came from money, these, these people are of a higher status than the rest of the class. They too are there like everybody else, and they're working hard, and they are learning the same lessons that everybody else is learning says the first law of dharma is to follow your right action life is karma the path of action so it's a very beautiful uh, intro and it gives us a good view of what it is these boys have had to go through the whole time they've been in ashram so yeah
1: so it shows the last few scenes of the last episode and with um Ma singing aja aja Rain india and again i really like that song i don't know why every time i hear it i get excited and um and it shows her talking to guru Vishta and she's trying and guru Vashishta is saying how she can't she shouldn't be giving the boys um all, all this like the amount of love that she's giving them because they have to learn to be tough they have to learn to grow 'Cause they all, like without their mother, because they won't always have their mother. So
0: Yeah, so what I notice about the relationship between her and Guru Vashishta, it's very much the relationship that most children have with their parents. The the father, as dads, we're often singularly focused. Uh, we are looking for results. We are trying to teach you something. We're trying to make sure that you understand that. And a lot of times we can forget that. You need a break. Uh, we can forget that you might not be understanding everything and you need time to uh, assimilate everything that we're, we're telling you. But mother, on the other hand, she's there and she's watching and she can tell when the child is struggling, and when the child needs something. So this is her is coming here and saying, okay, I understand that they have to work and you have to teach them, they have to learn, they would need to be the best that they can be. But there is no harm in when their classes are done for them to be able to have some uh, emotional respite, right? That they can come and they can enjoy a little bit of what they might've been getting at home and they can relax. Uh, Him telling her to not do that to her seems unfair. So she's standing up to, for the children and she's telling him no, they need a break, and ultimately he starts to see the wisdom of what it is that she's saying.
1: So she words it in a specific way, saying that she can't he can't make them emotionless emotionless and
0: right. So she says that she is following a mother's dharma. When the boys come home from a full day of learning, they need that motherly care. How does a mother's love obstruct their learning? So this is her argument, right? This is what she's telling them. This is, listen, this is my dharma, and this is what I am doing. And she's putting it to him as though you are obstructing me from doing my dharma.
1: So her saying all of this makes Guru Vishishtra, it, it convinces him... And he allows her to, he, he gives her permission to go and do this for the children.
0: Right. And what is her solution? Because he puts her in charge, right? What, what's her solution to teach them to be able to deal with their emotions? Her idea to get them to be able to deal with their emotions, she says she's going to start a class in Samovede and what is this she's going to be teaching them music she's going to be teaching them singing and through that they will be able to express themselves and the very next scene what we see is they are in music class and she is there playing the vina and singing
1: so like you said the scene shows her singing with her class and shortly after um it switches to a scene of them exercising and after exercising, they go and they pray to Mother Saraswati, like you said last episode, for knowledge. Yes. And as they're praying, it cuts like it's like cuts to them when they're like older, maybe like sixteen and seventeen, around that age.
0: Yeah. So uh, we we see the last of the uh, children, the um, the youth version of the boys and now these are the adult versions and i'm thinking that these are the actors that's going to be playing the four boys going forward so they are there and they're doing saraswati puja and this is as we know they are doing invocation to saraswati before they start their learning and then guru vashishta he comes and he starts to give his lesson and this lesson is one that is so beautiful. Uh, when I say we need to go back and re-watch this several times, this lesson is what I'm talking about because there is so much in there. He talks about the greatness of the human body above all other forms of life because of its potential for spiritual power. Now, our scriptures tell us that there are 8,400,000 different species of life. And above all of them is the human birth. And the reason for that is because the human birth is the only birth where we can perform action, perform dharma, to be able to go back to the Lord, to be able to gain moksha. And this is how important it is. And then he starts talking about being able to harness your spiritual power in order to be able to achieve that goal. Last week, we talked a little bit about the chakras and about how that's considered to be Buddhist theology now. In reality, this comes from Sanatana Dharma, and here we see Guru Vaisishtra is teaching them how to use the different chakras to be able to elevate yourself spiritually and the different things that you can do with those chakras. He also talks about spiritual aspirations without the guide of a guru can be dangerous. It can be dangerous for you, and it can be dangerous for those around you as well. At this point, he cuts to sun worship, and this is something that as children growing up in the Caribbean, and I'm sure in India as well, we did on a regular basis. You'd wake up in the morning, you would take a shower, you would take a lota with water, some flowers and so on, and you would go and stand facing the sun and you would do worship to Surya Devata. And this, we knew, would energize us for the rest of the day. And here it is, he's talking about this very same thing that we used to do. He says that when you do this, you feel healthy, you feel energized. When you can do this, then you can focus the power of your mind. He says, the mind is the most powerful force in the world. There is very high philosophy in this teaching. He continues to talk about birth and death. He says, birth and death applies only to this physical body. It is only this body that we are in right now that can be born and it can die. The soul that is inside of us, it continues on the journey. It is everlasting Birth is when the soul enters the body and death is when it exits the body. But in reality, you never die because your soul never dies. It is on an infinite path. And then Sri Ram asks, when does the journey end? The Guru says, this journey will only end after you attain moksha. He says, Pāpa and punya, which loosely translates to sin and virtue, the good and the bad will both bind you to this material world. I love this expression that he says. He says one is iron and one is gold. One is repulsive and the other one we see as being precious. right? But at the same time, they both do the exact same thing. They just take different forms. You can only be free when you free yourself from attachment and you free yourself from the results of the action that you perform. Considering what we've been studying for the past few years, what it is that he's talking about right now, you think?
1: The cycle of birth and death, right?
0: Yeah, so he's talking about surrender. Ah. Right. So the only way for us to be able to... Uh, attain moksha is when we take all of this all this papa and all this punya that we have all this action we perform on a daily basis and we offer it to the lord and we say lord i'm not doing any of this for me i'm doing all of this for you i am your servant whatever it is you want i will do this is what surrender is and this is what it is that he's talking about and then we see the scene where he starts talking to Sri Ram about detachment. And in this scene, he puts his hand on top of Sri Ram's head and they do an out-of-body experience.
1: I always hear people talking about doing stuff like that, but I never really thought that it was like an actual thing. So when I saw them do that, I was like, oh, (laughs) okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is actually, there is a book Actually, there's a book written by Srila Prabhupada called Easy Journey to Other Planets and it deals in detail with that, uh, that practice. Uh, so what you saw there is something that can actually happen. Uh, it can actually be done. Um, but he is giving it to you in, in, in a nutshell. One of the, the standout things for me in the show was this episode? And this is when he looks down on his body and he talks, he starts to talk about ego. And he says, There is Vashishta who thinks that he is a great sage, that he's a great seer. And he says, There is Vashishta. And he thinks that he is this great sage. Now, what it is that he's trying to present to you is. In devotional service, a lot of the times, ego starts to creep in. And what that means is, you do this much, you do you do a little bit, and then you start dwelling on that. You start getting certain feelings, and, and you feel close to the Lord. But then, in this closeness, you start thinking, Oh, I'm a great devotee. I am so good. And then all of a sudden, Instead of thinking about the Lord, you start thinking about yourself and how great you are. And then you want everybody else to know how great you are. So this is what it is that he's talking about. The slippery slope in spiritual evolution that one can start going down when one starts doing this. It's very easy for somebody like him who has achieved as much as he has to start building ego. But just the fact that he's looking at himself and saying that he thinks that he is so great shows you that the humility that Guru Vashishta actually has. There's a beautiful story of Narad Muni and how he starts to think of himself in this great way that he's this great bhakta, he's this great devotee. And I will be posting that as a separate podcast because it's a long and it's a beautiful katha. And I'm going to post this after this one. Now it's time for us to move on. Today is Shivaratri. This is Shivaratri night. And we are going to be doing worship to Lord Shiva. So they perform Abhishek
1: that's how you say it right that is it yep so so they're so they start performing Abhishek, and they're praying and they're singing and as they're singing lord lord shiva comes down and this is i think this is my favorite part out of the entire thing he he comes down to see lord ram singing to him and he starts dancing and he's and he's looks so happy like because 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 af- afterwards he goes back to mother Parvati, and and M- M- mother Parvati was like like what's, the, what's that smile on your face you're back already and then he and then he was like yeah.
0: yes this this <laughs> I can't. this scene from the start of the abhishek to lord shiva going back to mother Parvati. i tell you this entire scene is just perfection I looked at this thing. I, this is why this gets 9 out of 10 stars. Honestly, this, this scene is so beautiful. They're doing the Abhishek ceremony and Sri Ram is playing the Davina and he is singing. And it is so beautiful listening to him sing. And then Lord Shiva decides, I am going to go personally. And he takes form in the Shiva Linga. That the puja is being performed and he listens and then he starts to dance And as Lord Lord Rama is singing he is dancing and Lord Rama is smiling because of how much Lord Shiva is enjoying this and you can just see the joy in Lord Shiva's face this dance was such a soulful dance I looked at us like man I gotta learn this dance. <laughs> it's a, such a beautiful dance and then like you said he goes back to Mother Parvati and uh, Mother Parvati is asking him did he see you and he his reaction is almost like yeah he saw me but the important thing is I got to see him to my heart's content and there are so many beautiful beautiful Kathas of Lord Shiva and his attempts to get to see lord vishnu when he takes incarnation on, on earth and uh, this is just another one of those that he manipulates the situation he does everything he can to get to be able to see the lord
1: you know when you go to like a satsang and you're like and everybody's singing and the music is loud and you could like feel like that emotion mm-hmm. that, like I, w- I was able to feel that whenever i was watching him dance to the um to the music and everything like it yeah, really so nice.
0: There's a thing. I'm not sure how to say this. When, when you can focus on the bhajan you're singing and when you can think about the Lord as you're, as you're singing the song, as you're playing the music, you just close your eyes and you think about Him. And you see Shri Ram is seeing Lord Shiva dancing in that Shiva Lingam. It happens. It happens. When, this is the importance of being comfortable in what you're doing. This is the importance in practicing music. You see, Shiram, he's in Gurukul for so long and he takes all this time to practice. So now the instrument and the song is a part of him. So when he's singing, and when he's playing music he doesn't have to worry about am i going to go on a bad note? Is am i going to look good he's confident in what he's doing and because he's confident of what he's doing now he can focus on that form of the lord as he is singing And when you can when you can get to that point and you start singing to the lord with love in your heart you don't care about what anybody has to say your mind your heart is totally focused on the Lord as you're singing. You close your eyes, you think about Him. I am telling you that what you saw Sri Ram was going through, it can happen to you. And it's such a beautiful thing. I'm glad that you brought that up. And uh, I I just didn't know how to phrase that, but it happens.
1: And after that whole scene happens, um, it cuts to back in the palace. The queen is informed that um all the princess' the prince's studies are done and they will come back with her command and they show her the vests that they will wear when they come back and she's like wait my children have grown that much like like the, that that like the surprise on her face she's like i can't believe my children they, they they're they, they've grown so, so you much. could
0: imagine the exhilaration in, on in the queen's minds Um, Because when they saw the boys last, they were about seven years old. Mm -hmm. And they were taken away. And now what this is telling you is that this entire time, they're probably around 16 years now. This entire time, for all these years, they were not able to see their children. So just the fact that they didn't know what size clothes that their children are going to be wearing tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. and think about what these queens had to go through this whole time, what these parents had to go through but ultimately the uh, the time spent is going to be well spent because they are going to uh, benefit greatly from the lessons that they had learned. It's the same concept of when we say Sitaran in the Caribbean, we like to look at each other, put our hands together, and we say, Sita Ram. It means that I am seeing Sita and Ram in you. When we say, Jai Sri Krishna, we say, Jai Sri Ram. We are seeing that Lord, that Supreme, in the other person. It's such a beautiful philosophy that Sanatan Dharma has. And what's the other debt that we have to pay?
1: To the ancestors.
0: And how do we pay that, you know?
1: Yeah, he said by sacrificing one's happiness pays all the deaths her ancestors.
0: Your parents that are living in this world today, you worship the ancestors by even if it means sacrificing your own happiness, you do what you can to make sure that your parents are happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So that's what it means by worshiping your parents. And the ancestors become pleased by you performing these actions. And the third one is?
1: To their guru. And
0: so the the paying the debt to the guru that can be anything the guru can ask for anything at that point right so the guru is asking he said i am relieving you this is what he is saying i am relieving you from all of these instructions that i have given you go and see for yourself go and learn for yourself this is what he's telling them to do in terms of your debt to me all I am asking is you go and you spread joy go and spread happiness go and experience what it is I've taught you and see for yourself this is all he's asking and this is what a true guru does especially today there's a lot of uh, people that call themselves guru and tied to this title of a guru there is a financial aspect of it if you find yourself in a situation where somebody is calling themselves your guru and you have to constantly be putting out uh you have to constantly be putting out money they are asking you for material things all the time and you are not getting back anything in return This is not a true guru. This is a business. And we need to be wary of that in these modern times because especially with Sanatana Dharma, our culture is being co-opted by outside forces. They are taking our teachings and they are presenting it as though it was their own. And there's a strong financial aspect to that, that we need to be aware of. In Sanatana Dharma, we don't care if you take our teachings and you teach it properly. It's like we were talking about the chakras and how it's become considered Buddhist theology. We don't mind. In Sanatana Dharma, we really don't mind as long as you do it properly. But if you take our teachings and you make it into a business and you start misleading people then that is a problem so we see guru vashishta here he's not asking for anything in return and i guarantee you he's in a spot where he can get anything he wants and instead he's saying no you just spread joy you just spread happiness and that is all i want from you
1: So he said, like you said, as long as, they, as long as they spread joy and happiness, then all dads will be free from him. Yep. And so they give one last prayer. I don't remember what that prayer was, but they give one last prayer and then um, they say their goodbyes.
0: When they're done with their guru, they, goes to, they go to Guruma mm-hmm. and they bow to her and they say thank you for all that you have done for me. Thank you for your love. And please forgive me for any mistakes that I have made." And she says, there's no way that you all have made any mistakes. And you can see the joy in her heart that she was able to be there for them, to be a parent to them for all of these years. It's a very beautiful thing. And at this point, uh, I think we come to the end there. Mm -hmm. So what stood out to you in this episode?
1: The way guruma convinced um, Vashishta to be able to provide more comfort for the kids, because she said one sentence and that just completely changed his mind. He was like, he worded it so perfectly.
0: Yeah, and I was kind of wondering myself, okay, how was she going to get him to loosen his grip? Because he had been so serious the whole time, and uh, it was so simple for her to, to be able to convince him of that.
1: The amount of info thrown at me, it was, like like I said before, it was a lot of information that was just, like, thrown at me. And if you know me, I have, like, a lot of trouble (laughs) understanding.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't say I disliked it, but I I would say if there was one thing I had to kind of complain about was the pacing again. Um, Last week, I thought was, was good. I thought it was paced well. This week, there was just a lot of information in there. And it's very hard to assimilate all of that. Uh, even now, I'm, I'm trying to still kind of soak in everything that was in the episode. And they really put a whole lot into there. So, yeah, just just the pacing, as always. But you know what? What I'm thinking is that they really want to get to that point where uh, Sage Vishwamitra comes. And he takes the boys to the forest Um, and from there is when the Ramayana itself the story actually really starts picking up and it could be that they're just kind of rushing to get to that point so this is the third week and we have gotten from the birth of the Lord all the way down to they are out of Gurukul and they are starting to head home Um, maybe once the story itself starts rolling the pacing is going to get a little bit better what was your favorite thing?
1: Seeing Lord Shiva um, dance to all the singing. That, like, like I said, like I had a lot of trouble explaining because it, it was such a nice, it was it was such a beautiful thing to see. I had a lot of trouble just explaining Ah,
0: uh, You took mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's the same thing with me. I just love that scene. I love that scene. Just watching the joy in Lord Shiva's face. He was like a little child. <laughs> he was so happy with being able to come down and dance and see Sri Ram. he's like i i got to see him to my heart's content i don't know if he saw me but it was such a beautiful beautiful thing I, I just loved it so i just want to thank everybody for joining us once again this week uh your support really does mean a whole lot to us and uh Please look out for our next podcast, which is going to be the story of Narad Muni, and um, I think you're going to really like that one. Until next time, Jay Ram This has been a presentation of the Hindu Pod. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and rate this episode since it helps to bump us up in the feeds, which helps others to find the podcast, Please send comments to thehindupod at gmail.com. That's thehindupod at gmail.com. You can text us at 281-804-9616 or just search Facebook for The Hindu Pod. If you live in the Houston area, you can find us on most Sundays at the Sanatan Dharam Mandir for Sunday morning satsang. They are located at 12918 Player Street, Houston, Texas 77045 and are open Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. If you would like to support the pod financially, we are sponsored by HinduHandcrafts.com. As HinduHandcrafts.com, please visit HinduHandcrafts.com for Hindu religious-based items such as framed pictures, wall plaques, tapestries, T-shirts, clocks, and so on. They are perfect for puja use and home decor gifts.
1: Until next time, Jay Sheran.